You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 114. Hi, friends. We are back with a brand new episode of the podcast, the final one for season six. I hope that you have been enjoying this theme of Heaven Bound. It has been such a blessing to me to be able to do this for you. If you are new here, I am your host, J.C. Lee Pulford, and this is the place for real conversations about life and business for believers. Today's guest is a returning voice, the always stylish and insightful Alexa Dudley, a.k.a. 1998 Miss on Instagram. In this last conversation of the podcast season, Alexa opens up about her struggles with being authentic, especially online, and through a difficult bullying situation. We dive into how it's important to show up as God wants us to show up despite the opinions of other people and why the ultimate goal of being heaven bound is bringing as many people as we can with us. All right, friends, this has been an incredible podcast season. Thank you so, so very much for the continual love and support. I love seeing your screenshots on Instagram, letting me know that you are tuning into the podcast. So continue doing that. And don't forget to tag me at Hello Awesome Live. What a wonderful year that we have had. All the amazing conversations and discussions that we've had here on the podcast. I can't wait to see what God is going to do through the Hello Awesome podcast in 2022. Crazy. A new year is coming. This is the last episode of the season and also the last episode of the year, 2021. So please enjoy my conversation with my sweet, beautiful friend. This is episode number 114 that I am calling Being Authentic with Alexa Dudley. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fall fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am during the colder months this season, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest modest options for grade school age girls. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles.us. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S.us and stock up for all your layering needs. 
So So Modest is run by a one-woman powerhouse of a seamstress, bringing new life to fun fabrics as incredible, modest activewear. Think super cute stretchy skirts with matching leggings, custom made with your measurements. She even makes gorgeous swim dresses that honestly can be worn all year long. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order now when you shop at SoSoModest.com. That's S-O-S-E-W Modest.com. If you're like me, then your Bible might be in need of a good protective cover. Enter in leather and cord. Using beautiful leather to create Bible covers, notebooks, headbands, and more, leather and cord offers uniquely handcrafted items that honor the Word of God. Use my code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from their shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash leather and cord today. Is your skin starting to scream from the dryness already? The weather change is tough on us this time of year, but with Oneness Essentials, you will have all the handmade soaps, lotions, and scrubs that you need to let your skin shine and thrive every single day. At checkout, use code HelloAwesome for 15% off when you order from their website, onenesssoapbiz.com, and you will never have to worry about dry skin ever again. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I hope you have been enjoying this season so far of Heaven Bound. I am here with my good friend, Alexa Dudley, who you may know as 1998 Miss, and she has been on the podcast before. Alexa, thank you so much for being back on the podcast. I cannot wait to chat with you again. But before we do, for those who may not know who you are, can you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do with listeners? Hi, everybody. I am so excited to be back on Hello Awesome podcast with my good friend, JC. I love her podcast so much, and it's such an honor to be here again to speak with you. If you are interested in connecting after listening, you can follow me on Instagram at 1998miss. I also run a blog where I write some at 1998miss.com. I'm a Midwestern girl, and I am working to answer the call that God placed on my life to be a physician. And um, right now I'm just in that waiting and trusting God season. And I really appreciate you sharing all of those things. And you're very open and vulnerable about your journey. And I appreciate that because I think a lot of people need to know that um, just because God has a calling for you doesn't mean it's just going to happen overnight. There is a lot of waiting and you just have to trust in him, right? Absolutely. That's kind of what I've had to learn and to get real comfortable with his timing and not my own. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we were talking about which topics we'd like to cover, the word authenticity kept coming up. And when you when you said that word, I immediately knew that we needed to talk about that and to start with that. So obviously, right now, the identity of young men and women of God is being challenged due to identity confusion, especially here in America and in the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the topic, the theme of this season is heaven bound. So we have to really look at all the things that could basically trip us up on our way to heaven. And I really want to talk about that. So what has God been showing you regarding authenticity? 
So that is such a good question. And actually, before we even had talked about this podcast, God had been laying it on my heart to be authentic to the audience and uh, with the platform that God has given me. But to be honest and just plain, it was a little bit overwhelming and scary to even know how to articulate that. And in my opinion, being authentic means to be vulnerable and to not just share the good things, but also to share the challenges and struggles. And so um, God's really been laying on my heart to be authentic in every capacity that he has given me. And so I did a little bit of research about what does authenticity mean? Because to me, it just meant, you know, being uh, my true self, but my true self is not my true authenticity. I need to be authentic to who I am in Christ. And so I looked up authenticity and that's the quality of being authentic. And I started praying and letting God speak to me about what does it mean to be authentic in Christ? And I realized that I can't be authentic in Christ if I don't know who I am in Christ. And I have an idea about myself and the world wants to give me an identity. um, But I can only be my true self when I realized that I was created for the purpose of worshiping God and that my life isn't my own, but that I belong to God. And whenever I allowed God to speak to me on that um, struggle that I was feeling um, related to just being vulnerable on social media and just the different kinds of things that can come with that, I felt God strengthened me. And he told me that authenticity is to be thoughtful, to be open, to learn from the adversity. And God doesn't, um, you know, always, sometimes you get brought to a Red Sea, but he doesn't uh, just remove the Red Sea. Sometimes he parts it and you have to walk through it. And so I felt like God was telling me, I need you to be authentic in your adversity and to share that, to be able to express your emotions freely and clearly with others, to be kind and loving, to understand your motivations and to know who you are in me. And whenever um, God spoke that to me, I felt strengthened. And um, during this season of uh, prayer and God telling me I needed to really focus on being authentic through my platform, I took some time away and I took about three months. And during that time, I really found revelation. And I believe that God really helped me get grounded again in who I am in him so that I can be authentic. I love that so much. And I think it is important, you know, obviously to be vulnerable and to share that not everything is perfect because none of us are perfect, but that, you know, the world is going to tell us who we are. They're going to try and put labels on us, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's really who God says that we are and who we are in him. And that is, that is true. That true authenticity, especially us as believers is being authentic to who God says that we are, not what the world is trying to right. tell us that we are, or even our own, like you right. said, like your own thoughts Flesh, about who you yeah. are, mm-hmm. because our, we could be way self. off. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I feel like for a little while, um, I was kind of defining for myself what was authentic and not that, you know, that was, um, bad or that I had malintentions with that, but that's when I realized, you know, that I wasn't balanced and and God was speaking to me, you know, like you need to be grounded in who I say you are. And um, I I think that that's not always easy for sure. But I think as believers and as women of God, uh, our practice of being authentic will get easier and will be stronger when we know who we are in Christ. Yeah, definitely. 
So in one of the messages that you, um, that you share with me and we were, t- when we were talking about, you know, this interview and we were preparing together, the name Esther came up, which I got so excited um, yes. because I love that story. And it's something that I really was thinking could relate to um, just what we've been talking about. And how does the story of Esther relate to what we're facing or what we're seeing today in culture? So I was also really excited that we were going to talk about Esther because it's actually been my favorite story in the Bible since I was a little girl. And I have been restudying it since I knew that we were going to do the podcast. And my boyfriend and I have really been diving into what Esther's story is and and really seeking for God to speak and help give me clarity about what Esther can mean to us today. And, and I believe that even the stories of old in the Bible can benefit us even now and that God's word is unchanging. And I felt like God was saying to me that like Esther, um, you know, if, if you've not read the book of Esther, I encourage you to do it. And just for a little bit of background, um, it's kind of a story for such a time as this. Esther was a displaced Jew who, um, Several of the Jews had gone out of Jerusalem and Esther and Mordecai came back to Jew, uh, Jerusalem and were living under the rulership of King Xerxes, who was Persian. And, you know, in the story, Esther is uh, participates in, in um, a contest. You really need to read the whole story to get the whole background. But basically, God sets her up and positions her uh, to be the queen. And I feel like it relates to where we're at now, because like Esther, we're at a crossroads. She had to choose with her position and um, with her opportunity, you know, if she was going to be true and authentic to who she was as a Jewish woman, or if she was going to continue to hide her identity. And she chose to be authentic to who God created her to be and who she was in him, a Jewish woman, and she put her life on the line. And I feel like that relates to where we are now, because like Esther, we've been placed in different cities, jobs, relationships, and family. And like Esther, God has a purpose for our lives in those different scenarios. And and it might be times of adversity and of challenge like Esther. She went to the king knowing that um, unless she was summoned for her to just go to the king and um, request, you know, his presence, that that was against the law. And it it could even mean death for her. But her um, love for her Jewish people and saving them was worth more. And she was at that crossroads and, you know, present culture or where we're at today, maybe in our job site, or maybe we're in a family, maybe you're, you're the only one saved in your family. You're the only one serving God. It may be easier, you know, at first, like Esther to hide her identity, um, as a Jewish woman, it may be easier for you to hide your identity as a apostolic believer, because maybe you don't fit in. Maybe it, makes you different maybe you do different things and it can just be easier to um, hide your identity so that you can fit in but it's when you know who you are in Christ that you can decide and and live to your life authentically so when Esther decided you know it doesn't matter what it costs I'm gonna I'm gonna be true to who God created me to be I'm a Jewish woman and I'm gonna request a presence with the king um regardless of what the outcome may be I feel like that relates to us in whatever scenario we're in so if it's this family situation when you decide that I am this this is worth it all living for God is worth everything I am I may be different but you know what? I love 
Jesus and that is worth living a life differently. And if you are in that family, we're the only one. It may be challenging, but just like Esther, she saved the Jewish people through her decision to be authentic. And if you will decide to be authentic to the life that God uh, has planned for you and authentic in the freedom that you found in Christ, just like Esther, you can save your family through that one decision. Or if you're in a, a job place, it's easy. I was in high school. I remember being apostolic or even in college. It wasn't always easy to be set apart, but God used those times where it was challenging and he gave me favor and he changed the lives of those around me. And so I feel like Esther serves as a powerful example that no matter what situation we're in today, even as Christians, we are challenged. We are not um, the popular opinion. We are not, um, you know, what society as deems as a, a, a great life to live. But when we choose to do it regardless, God will give us favor and he has a purpose in all things. Yeah, absolutely. And you said that so beautifully. And thank you for the backstory for those who may not remember or who don't know the story of Esther. I do encourage, um, you know, you guys out there, if you haven't really, you know, dove into this story, please do so on your own time. It really is just an incredible testimony of God's um, favor, God's faithfulness. And truthfully, Esther really was authentically who God wanted her to be. And um, she had to face so many challenges that I think a lot of us are facing today. And um, one of the things that I really love about Esther, especially in the story, is that when all the girls were were changing and, and trying to get themselves ready to meet the king, they were the ones that made their own decisions on what you know, what to wear. And they were the ones that were calling the shots. And uh, Esther didn't do that. She actually approached um, the man who actually knew the king the most and asked, what would he like? Mm -hmm. And he was the one, he was the one that uh, dressed her up and told her what the king would approve of. And that's just such a testimony Mm -hmm. of how we should be with the Lord. It's not coming to the Lord with, with what we want to do. And this is our plan, but God, Mm -hmm. what do you want us to do? How can we be approved by you? And I love that. And how could young women, especially, you know, in this day and age, really embrace being authentically modest right now? So that's another um, point that I love about Esther too, because as a little girl, I read it and it was kind of um, shown to me that when she had this opportunity to add all of these different things uh, or to be like the other girls that she chose to be set apart and different, which has always been God's plan for us. And I think as modest women today, we can walk in Esther's authentic example of knowing that Christ already made us a masterpiece, just like he made Esther beautiful. We are to be set apart from this world. And that doesn't put us in the backseat to blessings, but it allows us to walk in confidence and in freedom, knowing that God created us beautiful and whole and that we don't need to be like those around us, um, that God already says that we are whole in him. And that also, I think we can learn from Esther's example that um, she sought God and she sought the approval of those that matter. So in this circumstance, you know, she talked 
to the uh, attendant of the king who knew the king, but we can be submitted to our leadership and uh, be in prayer and submitted to God on what he likes. And if, if we don't know, you know, is this pleasing unto God when we get dressed, we can absolutely pursue a, a heart of prayer and God will honor that. And as well, we can know that um, it's not, modesty is not just in how we clothe ourselves, although that's important. It's also how we carry ourselves. Mm. Esther had a confidence and boldness that obviously the king noticed um, and that she wasn't uh, afraid of of anything. She had courage and bravery to go beyond, you know, even when it was scary, you know, the uh, possibility of death, you know, came her way several times, but she walked in what God had for her. And I think that um, modesty is more than just, you know, clothing ourselves, but that it is being authentic to who God says we are in all facets. So that's in our speech, in our um, dress, in our thoughts, and how we approach his throne, and even how we carry ourselves. Absolutely. And that's such a good point. Thank you for making that, um, for sharing that, because we do often think of modesty attached to clothing, which is true, but modesty really is, you know, like you said, how, you know, what's inside of your heart. And I love when you said it's not mm-hmm. how we clothe ourselves, but it's also how we carry ourselves. That is so beautiful. And especially in this day and age where uh, people do lack empathy and they, they do lack compassion and they really mm-hmm. don't want to listen to other people that think differently than them. We have to understand that we are not to mirror that. We are to mirror the Lord and we are to mirror the fruits of the spirit that he wants us to have. We are, that's to be active in us. And, and part of the fruit of the spirit is kindness. And that's something that we saw with Esther she was kind and she was loving and she had that yes. that character and I think you can dress and look the part but if you walk into a room and people mm-hmm. don't feel the love of oh, God yes. they're not gonna see God right amen and I think that speaks to being authentic we just we can't just look the part but our heart has to be authentically true and authentic in Christ and that's being I think a, another quality of Esther is maybe that she was Uh, had discernment and that she was sensitive to what was going on around her. And God's really been speaking to me um, when I've been praying about this, that that is one um, facet of being authentic to be sensitive and to pray for discernment. Yeah, definitely. That's so true. And that's also another good point is she didn't just, you know, uh, go by how she felt. She really was doing what she felt God wanted her to do because she was very careful with how she was operating in that opportunity that she had. And, you know, we do have many opportunities now. A lot of us have opportunities online, which, you know, can feel very impersonal, but it really, um, it it really is still such a great tool. And I really would like it if you could just, you know, share with me a time on social media when you felt challenged about what you believe and who you are in Christ. How did that work out for you? So I love this question and it's um, so personal and I want to be sensitive to answer it um, in the way that God, you know, intends for me to share these challenging situations. But I think from the outset, people maybe see if you follow me or you see my platform, you may think that uh, my life is free from struggle and free from challenge. And that I'm always, you know, posting a, a cute outfit, but 
it's actually um, so much more. And I have endured a lot of adversity for my presence online. And I talked on the last podcast, you know, at college about my ideas being challenged, but it's a whole nother realm uh, whenever it's happening online and from an anonymous source that you, you don't know who it is saying these things about you, you know, attacking your character, your values, uh, even your, your style, or (laughs) even your weight. I've had all sorts of different things um, said about me. And the thing that makes online um, challenging is that in some of these circumstances, you you can't shut it out because you don't know who these people are saying that, or, um, you know, you can't just block because people create a, a new account. But I, I think that this adversity has come, you know, as my platform has grown and as God has given me more opportunities to connect with others, he's also given me more opportunities for growth. And, you know, I came to a crossroads in the last um, year about deciding, am I going to continue to share on this account? Am I going to continue um, to promote um, the goodness of God and all that he's done for me? Um, because you know what, it was getting really challenging and um, really hard. I was starting to have a lot of mental health struggles and, um, I, I don't always, I, I try to be authentic to what I'm going through, but I, I don't always share all of the dark things. You know, you don't see all of it. It's a highlight reel. Yeah. And um, God really, God was really speaking to me and he said, you know, take some time away. And so I took some time away from being online and really spent a lot of time in prayer about what I go back and what I would do. And um, ultimately, God um, spoke to me and said that he had given me um, this platform to use it for his glory and that I could reach so many people with um, truth and just the, the blessings that come with um, serving God, but also uh, encourage people on how to navigate through adversity. And so he, ultimately, um, what God spoke to me was to continue doing it, but to to be wise and to Um, take time away when I need to, but also to address the adversity and to be authentic about what I'm going through. And so I've really been trying to um, do more of that. I want to be more open about, you know, the mental illness struggles that I've gone through and even the challenges, um, because there are a lot of women from our faith uh, who are bloggers and promote modest fashion that have gone through similar things of people just literally dissecting every single part of who you are and that can be really really hard and disheartening but um i i decided that i'm going to continue doing it no matter the opposition and that that's just proof that i need to keep going because whenever there is people trying to take you down it typically means you know what what you're doing is having an impact and so I have been really praying that God would direct my steps and, and, you know, help speak through me with my platform, but also I have spent time in prayer and I'm thankful for the support group that I've had um, help me whenever I felt challenged because I definitely have gone to some dark and low places where I felt like giving up and it had it been not for those supporting community around me. I don't know that I would have been able to, um, get back up. So I would say, you know, to any person who is, um, you know, publicly having a, a life online and, and, and preaching truth, know that you will encounter adversity, but that will help grow you and know that who you are in Christ is going to um, keep you and strengthen you. And when you have all of these different opinions coming for you, it really causes you to question um, who you are what your life is worth. Um, and it can even make you feel shame. I started to question, you know, 
am I good enough? Um, there were all these doubts and, and just a spirit of anxiety that came over me, but I started really spending time in um, prayer and fasting and getting the help that I needed. And it allowed me to know who I am in Christ and know that I am making a difference. And I would just encourage anybody that has felt challenged, you know, whether that be in real life, because you are living something that is different than what the world, you know, believes is good to keep going and don't give up. And if it be online, um, know too that you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And, and even the word says that they hated Christ first. And that has to, you know, give us encouragement. And it's not just, um, this is truth that we are advocating for. It's freedom. And, and to me, it's worth, it is worth um, every battle. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing, you know, your story, because I know that there are listeners out there who needed to hear that. And I know that sometimes it can be difficult sharing those kind mm-hmm. of personal parts. And I, I really do think it's very brave for you to share that, um, especially on such a public platform. And, um, you know, when I'm, when you were talking, I was thinking about how Jesus even went away from the crowds and he took time to just mm-hmm. take a break and it's wise. So what you are doing is yes. wise. And we have to understand that um, the Lord will give us wisdom in these situations and to mm-hmm. just to try and plow through and do things by our own might is not wise. And we find a lot of times we do that, um, mostly because we get a little prideful and think we can handle it. But, you know, we also have to realize (laughs) that even Jesus took time to take a break, especially in those places that didn't uh, receive him well. And there were very hostile environments. There was a lot of hostile people. And um, Mm -hmm. he, he spoke in some certain circumstances, but in, in others, he just, he went away from the crowd. And and we read that um, a few times is that he, he separated himself from the crowd. And it's not to say that you're not going to come back um, to speak or to to be the light, but it's just, there's a timing to everything. And we have to also um, be conscious of, like you said, your own mental health and yeah. um, your attention, what are you focusing on? Is this a distraction mm-hmm. from what God really wants you to do? And then once you right. um, can come to the place where God tells you that it's okay to return to something, um, mm-hmm. then you will hopefully know how to navigate that and steward it just a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as we define what authenticity as, is at the beginning and as God's laid it on my heart. Um, he's shown me, you know, a couple of things that I can use, a couple of tools to help me be authentic online and knowing that when you are authentic, you will, are vulnerable and that opens yourself up to the opinions of others. But when you know whose you are, those opinions, you know, they, they won't break you down. And he encouraged me to um, understand my motivations. Is this good? Is it true? Is it thoughtful? Is it going to help somebody? And and that can help me navigate, you know, what I, what I promote online and, and knowing that I can be a light, but that doesn't always mean I have to share the positive. I can be real. I can talk about how um, God has helped me overcome dark things and hard things. I, I can stop and think, does, does what I'm sharing glorify God? Um, you know, having this culture that we live in is living for the likes 
Um, I don't want to live for the likes. I, I know my worth comes from Christ alone and what I share. I want it to be a blessing to somebody. I want it to be positive, but what, what happens online doesn't define my worth. And finally, I think that God has shown me, you know, in these times of struggles online to use my real voice, to talk about the hard stuff, talk about the, the taboo topics. You know, I, I want to talk more about my mental health struggle or, or um, you know, just different things in the church that sometimes we, we don't talk about. God has encouraged me to use my real voice to talk about the hard stuff and um, that he, you know, will speak through me. And by talking about it, it will help somebody else overcome. And then finally, um, to know that I was born in original and, um, you know, saying to anybody that's listening on this, you were born in original, um, God formed you in your mother's womb. He knows the number of hairs on your head. So you need to live authentically and who God made you, not who God made your neighbor, because you're never going to feel feel full fulfillment, um, in power in Christ and, um, you know, just everybody in life is seeking what's life's meaning. Everybody wants to be fulfilled, but the only way that we are going to be fulfilled is if we stop living for others and the culture of this world. But when we decide that we're going to live, uh, as God created us to be and in, and what he wants us to do and, and who he created us to be, I felt the most fulfillment in my life. Whenever I said, okay, God, whatever it is that you want me to do, I'll do it. God, uh, I want to please you in all things and how I dress and how I talk and how I live and how I think. And whenever I did that, I started finding peace and, and full fulfillment in him. Yes. Amen. I love all of that so very much. And I love how you put that so well. And this, this just kind of leads into the, my next question, which we kind of already answered, but I, I guess I would like to just expound on it a little bit more is, do you feel as though the attitude of the culture is breeding negativity among God's people, especially online. Um, absolutely. I think that culture is, um, you know, <laughs> I have talked to so many elders and they have said that, um, you know, they didn't even know that they would make it to the time that we are in now, just because when they were even younger, it seemed like culture was so far from God. And every day I feel like culture gets more and more like Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and that has really helped me to, um, you know, live each day, like it's my last and to know that God is coming and to be um, rapture ready. And I think that the way that we know that it's also that time is because of the way culture is going. It is going so far from God. Literally culture is celebrating what God, the opposite of what God says is good. Um, culture is celebrating things that are uh, just deplorable and, and seriously concerning. And I feel like that attitude, again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, um, but of principalities and of darkness and rulers in high places. I think that um, the spirit of culture is a principality and, and absolutely every day it's fighting to seek and devour, uh, to destroy God's children. You know, um, just like God is working, the devil is also working tirelessly. Although we know uh, the battle's already won and we know the end of the story, the devil is working to take as many people as he can with him to hell. And, um, you know, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And so if he can work through the culture, he, he will, you know, he's the prince of the air. So this is, uh, you know, he's roaming, he, he's working on the earth. And I think that he's coming for God's children and, and he knows our worth. He knows, he knows our worth. And so we are that much more valuable to him. And he, he wants to take us and he wants to uh, just work and uh, cause, you know, division in the church and all kinds of stuff. Um, 
And so I feel like the answer to this question is yes, and especially online because people have gotten so bold, you know, they're little keyboard warriors. They think that they can just type everything online and have no remorse. And again, like I said, a lot of what I went through is I was fighting this uh, spiritual battle, but I didn't even know who the person was that was typing these things online. It is anonymous. And so I, I do feel like um, it's because, you know, even with social media, it can be used for um bad things, but I think that, um, you know, culture wants to take us down. And so it would have been so pleasing to all the people that, um, you know, hate me and, and don't like the um, truth that I bring if I would ch have chosen to just get off my page. They were probably much happier when I took that time away and um, they would have probably been more pleased had I decided not to come back online and, and promote um, modesty and all of these things. However, um, it's because they know it has value. And I, you know, decided that no matter what the cost, similar to Esther, I, I want to be a light and I want to please God and I want to make a difference. And so I would just say to um, all the people that are listening, you have an influence, whether it's 5,000 followers or one follower, or if you're not even on social media, you have an influence. Who are you speaking to around you? Encourage your neighbor and, and uh, operate in love because culture is is also hungry for truth. Yes, definitely. I agree. And I think it's so true. Um, there are definitely people out there who are hungry for truth. And if we allow the few who don't like what we have to say, or who don't like us, who we are, you know, when we show up authentic in Christ, if people don't like that, um, it's not something that we can really change, but we can change our behavior, we can change our response, and we can change how we, you know, uh, show up as far as, you know, taking a break and then coming back later um, mm -hmm. for our own selves. And, you know, this, this does go into just deeper into what I think you and I really wanted to talk about. And that's what God has been teaching you about bullying. Um and the way that we treat other people now, what has God been really showing you um, when it comes to just the negative bullying that we have seen among, you know, the children of God? Yeah. So the first thing I want to say um, regarding this is that it happens in and outside the church. Um, I think, you know, people don't always want to talk about it, but to be plain, I have experienced um people, you know, that I would consider to be my brother or sister having negative things to say about me that has really hurt. And, um, you know, I've also experienced it in a, in a more public way with um, people who are not in the church. And so I just want to say that it's, it's happening. And, and um, I think that God has been showing me, you know, in this um, time of adversity, because to be honest, it has been a hard season for me to go through because I'm a sensitive girl and I love others and I want to be authentic. Um, but it's hard whenever, you know, you have people saying things about even your size, that's something I've gone through, or even my style, you know, um, before I knew there are definitely probably people who didn't like me, um, but it was all stuff that was being you know, said privately, but it's a different story whenever um, it's promoted publicly and in such a large capacity as I endured, um, you know, you start to question everything about yourself. I started, you know, getting dressed and, and saying, mm, this may be too busy or, you know, stuff that I used to love wearing. Um, 
you know, that was pleasing to God. It was modest, but um, maybe it was my style. It, it made me start to question. And I think that um, God has shown me that it's important to be in tune with him and to be authentic to who he, you know, called me to be. And he called me probably to face adversity and to be an advocate for treating people right. And also to be an advocate for showing, um, you know, that I have gone through tough situations and that I have um, experienced even bullying, but I'm not giving up. And it's also it, it caused me and implored me to be kinder to people, to walk in love. And, you know, God experienced all kinds of uh, maybe what we would even consider bullying. There are people who just downright didn't like him. Um, it makes me think, you know, I, I've been watching the Chosen series and I've seen a lot of how the Pharisees uh, talk to God. And I would consider some of the Pharisees to be um, bullies. And maybe that's just like my vision of how I saw it. But um, you know how God always responded was in love. And I, and I want to be like that. I want to respond in love. So he's really taught me to be authentic about um, bullying and then to use that to fuel me to just walk further in love. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, you know, as far as, you know, just God is just so faithful and he's so good. And you know, I, I, I'm not happy that you went through the difficulty and obviously it really, I mean, the mama bear comes out when any time I hear, <laughs> you know, a young lady in the church, just having such heartbreak when, when, um, there really is no need for that. And as somebody who actually was a bully as a child and, um, had my fair share to see that kind of childish, um, just immaturity happen among, you know, women who proclaim to love God or, or, or mm -hmm. who proclaim to uphold different standards than the world is, is truly, um, it is frightening, but it's also just so sad, just very, very sad yeah. because it's really showing what they are missing. And when yes. people, when people are missing something and they feel like they're lacking, um, that's why <laughs> they pick on other people. And, mm -hmm. um, it's that old saying, hurt people, hurt people. And, yes. you know, in order to operate in this world and to reach the loss, we're going to come across a few bad apples. We're going to come across people who don't want to mm -hmm. listen to us and not only don't want to listen to us, but just don't like us. And so, um, you know, <laughs> that's not easy yeah. as well. But like you were talking about before is if we know who we are in Christ, um, then we can lean on that and we can lean on what God says yes. um, in his word. Uh, who God is, we can lean on who he says we are. And that really mm -hmm. is going to be the key to, to at least help us heal. And it is going to take time. We're not going to just, most of the time, we're not going to bounce back and be like, you know, superheroes. And, you know, that didn't affect <laughs> me. And we're made out of, you know, bulletproof right. material. None of us are made out of bulletproof material. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, this actually, uh, this is just so great that you're sharing this because I really would like it if you could take some time. I know my listeners, I know a lot of you out there are dealing with some really heavy things and I would love yeah. it, Alexa, if you can just talk to somebody who really loves God, but who might be a target of bullying or is just struggling with ugly attitudes. That's really making it difficult for them to show up authentic, whether at school or work or even online, what would you tell them? 
This is so good. And I just, uh, you know, I, I pray for you that you all would find um, the peace that you need and that God's grace would be sufficient for you because your life has purpose and it has meaning and that you are called and chosen by God and that you are not what people say to you or about you and that you have uh, a purpose. And, you know, the Bible even says that um, you are worth more than rubies. You are precious um, to God. And, um, you know, when you were talking, JC, it, it made me stop to think. Um, I have heard that saying that hurt people hurt people. And I think the way that I've been able to overcome all the bullying and adversity and ugly attitudes, as God said to me, you know, it's a reflection of them and of not you. And, you know, I started to use it as an opportunity to evaluate myself, to become better, to grow from adversity. And so I would encourage anybody, you know, to use it as an opportunity for growth and to lean on God. That much more time do you need to spend in prayer? That much time, more time do you need to be reading your word? I started saying scriptures over my mind um, as because I really think bullying, um, it, it can make you sick and it can make you sick in the mind and have mental illness. And so I would encourage you, you know, to read scriptures out loud, how how that may seem silly, but I would even take my hand and put it over my mind and speak them over myself and um, know that, again, I've said it several times, but when you know who the enemy is, then you can understand who you're fighting against. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of principalities and darkness. And, and it's the devil. And, and what is the three things that he comes to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can do that to you, he's going to do it. And just like you said, we do come across a few bad apples, but you know what? God loves those bad apples just as much as he loves you. And we can use these circumstances of um, bullying to overcome and to be an example and to be authentic and talk about our experiences. Um, but also I read something that really has encouraged me. Um, and that says you love God as much as you love the person that you um, love the least. So I think in my mind about the person that, uh, I love the least, and that might be some of those people that have bullied me, but I only love God as much as I love them. And whenever you are able to love the people that hurt you, you're able to overcome, and it gives you so much power. And I would just say, you know, reach out, you're not alone, get, um, get a conversation going with somebody that you trust. And um, again, go deeper in prayer with God about who you are in him, and, and you will overcome this. And um, you know, you are precious and you have meaning and you are not what anyone says about you. You are what God says about you. Right. That's so, so good. I, you know, what, what I was thinking about when you were talking, when you said, you know, you love God as much as the person you love the least. Um, I just started mm -hmm. thinking about how much God still, I mean, still just love Judas. God still loved Judas, yes. even though he betrayed him. And he was part of his team. And we have people yeah. in our lives where we think they're going to always be part of our team. And then something happens and they show their true character. And it's it's hurtful. And it's, it's hard to go through. But we have to realize that as long as we still love the Lord and we follow after the Lord, he will use all things for good. And 
If there yes. wasn't, if there wasn't a Judas, there wouldn't be a cross. There had to have been a betrayal Amen. in order for the blessing to come. And so your betrayal is going to lead you to a blessing. And I believe that. And hopefully you can receive that in Jesus yes. name, because in order for you to get the anointing and to get the promises of God and get all of the great blessings yes. and rewards that he has for you, there's going to be suffering and there's going to be grief and there's going to be strife, yes. but it all works together for good. And there's nothing that's going on in your life that Amen. God is not going to use to lift you up. And so, um, you know, this whole yes. season, obviously we're talking about being heaven bound this season. And I'm just so encouraged because I think we forget that we have the opportunity to go to heaven because of God's sacrifice on the cross, which obviously was such a horrible thing in our eyes, but it was necessary. And he had to be subject to that in order for um, the door of heaven to be open for us. And when you hear that phrase, Alexa, heaven bound, what comes to mind? So I love this and I'm excited for, um, you know, this season being called heaven bound. I believe it is so timely. And um, I, I thought so many things about what does this mean? And, um, our purpose it's why we're living you know we all want to get to heaven and God started to speak to me what what does heaven bound um, mean and I believe to be heaven bound you are to be sold out to Jesus to put him first in all things to walk in grace in mercy and to walk in the joy of the Lord um, to love and encourage others uh, to live today as if it was your last to be intentional to have a mindset on eternity, you know, uh, to think of things above, to have eternal thoughts means it's more than just now. It means to overcome the flesh. It means to uh, think ahead. It means to be heaven bound, it means to respond to bullies and love. To be heaven bound means to uh, receive the mantle that God has for you. To be heaven bound is to know authentically who you are in Christ. Um, and I think it also is to be like Jesus, you know, it is to uh, walk and to live like him. You know, we're apostles of Christ and, and to be heaven bound is, is to walk in that. You know, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. God, God already knew that we were going to have sin, but he did die on the cross for us. And he uh, did set us free so that we can have a life with him. And so I, I want to be heaven bound. Am I perfect? No, I struggle, but I strive each day and I just pray that God would help me, you know, in all that I do. And, and finally, I believe to be heaven bound is to not just go by yourself, but to take as many people as you can with you. You know, um, we need to make heaven crowded and to be heaven bound is to be selfless. And for me, that looks like I want to take my sister and my mom and my brother and my neighbor, every person around me. I, I want to bring as many people as I can to heaven with me. And that means sharing the gospel. That means sharing Jesus. And that means loving others. Amen. Yes, I agree with that. And um, I love what you said. We we need to make heaven crowded. When we look at this world, it's all about me, me, me. And it's such a selfish viewpoint. And if we only settled for that, there's so much that we would be missing out. And what people don't understand is there's only, we can only take ourselves so far. 
Mm-hmm. We have to really focus on what God wants us to do and how he wants us to be with other people. And if we still keep those attitudes, the negativity and just the, the cycle of, of, of not being kind to our brother or our sister, uh, we are not going to fulfill that other part of our calling. And that is taking people alongside us and, and helping people to usher them into the truth of God and, um, I, I just love talking about heaven so much. And I think we really need to do that a little bit more. Yeah. And Amen. Um, do you think Alexa, if we thought more about heaven, if we really gave heaven more time and we focus more about it and how to get there, that we actually might be nicer to one another. Uh, 100% JC I think that whenever we have an eternal mindset um, that's one of the things I believe that makes you bound for heaven is to have an eternal mindset that means to have a fixation and a focus on eternity on eternal things and um, you know our flesh is weak and so it's easy to get focused on the now and the uh, my calling is this right now I need to you know do this for me that's I need to get into medical school but my calling is bigger than that I am called to be a physician so that I can reach people with truth and you know what that's that that is what makes us heaven bound is to share the good news of Jesus so that we can all dwell together with him in eternity and whenever we have a, a heaven mentality it makes uh, the things that might annoy us or irritate us or uh, the things that tempts the flesh or even, uh, you know, to, to feel like we need to be in control when we have an eternal mindset and and a mindset fixed, fixed on heaven, it makes it a lot easier to say, you know, that's okay. Makes it a lot easier to walk in love. It makes it easier to be nicer to the person that hurts you because you know what, um, we can't get and live in heaven and dwell together uh, without unity. And so if you hate your brother, guess what? It's not going to be heaven for you because it is a sin to hate your brother. And, uh, you know, and there's not going to be any sin that enters into the kingdom of God. And so, yes, I think we'd be nicer to one another. Does it mean I'm perfect at it? No, absolutely not. But, you know, it, it needs to be a prayer and on the forefront of our mind, does this please God? You know, is this eternal thinking? Is this um, a mindset of eternity? You know, how does God feel about this? And whenever we shift our focus on um, having heavenly thoughts and and being fixed on, um, you know, what what God plans for us, you know, to dwell together in this beautiful place together. Yes, we will be nicer to one another. Yes, we will love one another because we're not going to be able to dwell together in unity unless we know how to be united and to love even when someone hurts you. Mm. Yeah. When you picture people in heaven, what do you see? Can you paint us a picture? This is, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming when we think about heaven, because just the idea of being in a place where there's no more sorrow, when there's no more cancer, when there's no more, um, when there's no more hurt and there's no more death and there's no more you know, sickness, whatever it may be, or whatever the struggle is. When I think of heaven, I think all of that being gone and, and forgive me, it overwhelms me a little bit, but it's the place where I want to be. It's the place where I want to go. It's the place where I want my loved ones to be. And, 
it is overwhelming to think that one day, you know, we're going to be together with Jesus. We're going to dwell with him. We're going to be able to have our full, our full fulfillment of worshiping him. I, I see, you know, multicultural unity. I see brothers and sisters from all walks of life worshiping him together. I, I see uh, mansions, um, you know, the Bible talks about mansions um, that we will have. And he talks about crowns of glory and he talks about um a city built for worship with golden streets and all nations together, people worshiping, praising him, sisters and brothers from all around the world. Um, there will be peace, joy, um, you know, all of the things that come with being on earth will be gone. You know, we won't be in our earthly bodies anymore. We'll be free from, you know, all the baggage and from the things that come from sin. Um, heaven to me is a place of of freedom and just of complete joy and there are people that I want to see in heaven that I haven't you know seen in a long time and so when I think of heaven I see God's arms wide open and me running into them and me looking over and seeing somebody that I miss like my great grandma or um, maybe somebody on here is uh, a woman who's had a miscarriage you know it's looking and seeing you know that baby that you lost or um you know, uh, my boyfriend lost his sister whenever she was just a baby. It's it's seeing Angela there. It's seeing, you know, uh, somebody that you lost to cancer and all these horrible things. Heaven is just overwhelming. It's it's hard to even articulate, although I tried. Heaven is just, it's it's my goal. It is very overwhelming to think about in, in many ways. Um, and I think it's okay to be in awe of heaven. And I think that's something that we have to keep fresh is that awe of heaven, um, to give it the reverence and, and just the love that it deserves. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Alexa, for your friendship and for your wisdom and taking time to be on the podcast. I, I just know that this is going to bless someone because it has truly blessed me and I am encouraged and I, I'm just going to um, really be thinking about our conversation for a long time and mulling over everything. Um, But thank you so much for being here with me today. I know you shared already where people can find you on social media. Um, and online, but I'd love for you to also talk about how people can connect to your local church. Yes. And I just wanted to say thank you for your friendship, JC, and just for this opportunity. And I pray that those listening would be blessed um, by my words. And, you know, uh, please don't ever be afraid to reach out. I love making new friends. And I just pray that, um, you know, everything that I said here today was sensitive to what God wanted me to say. And, um, you know, I pray that it would be a blessing. And if you are in my area, which is um, the Midwest and um, that's Southwest Missouri or Northwest Arkansas, and you want to get involved, I have the best church and you can connect with our church on Instagram at the Pentecostals of Northwest Arkansas. You can message me on Instagram and I can share them. I help do our social media for our page. Um, but, you know, more broadly, if you're not from that area, then uh, and you and you want to be or you want to get connected, but you're not from my area, please, please, please message me on Instagram. 
on in Let's Be Friends and also shameless plug. If you are not subscribed to the Hello Awesome podcast, you need to make this episode uh, the first of the many that you listen to with your subscription because JC is awesome and what God is doing, uh, you know, through this ministry of her podcast is something that you don't want to miss out on. It is so encouraging. You're so sweet. I love you so much. Well, um, I love you too. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for, uh, you know, this conversation we had today. I'm leaving feeling good. Yeah, same. And I, I'm just, I'm grateful that God can use social media for good. Everything is a tool in his hands as long as we steward it well and we show up authentic in Christ. Brought it back around. Amen. <laughs> All right, Alexa, yes. well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, and God bless you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Live? I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome and shop inspirational products, head to helloawesome.live using the promo code HELLO10 for 10% off your next purchase. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.